0: Music is the universal language. Everyone thinks that, but is it true? When you're a psychologist, there are a number of things that are conventional wisdom, but may not be true, like the critical period for acquiring language. And the universality of music is another one. In fact, uh, there are many anthropologists, indeed musicologists, who are kind of skeptical of the idea that there is anything universal about music across the world's uh, cultures. There is an idea that human nature uh, doesn't have much to it, that human cultures can vary. Uh, arbitrarily and without limit, and that it would be hopeless to try to find anything that was in common in music across the world's cultures. Well, this was a goad for a student and postdoc named Samuel Mayer, who himself was a musician and a psychologist. And uh, with a team that included uh, two anthropologists, Manvir Singh and uh, Luke Glowacki, uh, decided to look to actually scour the ethnographic record for reports, from, especially from traditional small-scale societies, of whether they have music, what it's like, and uh, what they do with it. So the team led by Sam went to uh, the ethnographic record looking for every description they could find across 60 societies of whether the culture had music, and any recording that might be out there that some anthropologists decades in the past may have recorded in the field and contributed to the uh, archives of ethnography. They called it the natural history of song. And what we all discovered was, first of all, music is universal. There is no society ever described that has not had music. People everywhere use music for the same kinds of things. People sing to their babies. People sing in courtship or to celebrate love. People sing and dance. They have music to dance to. People use music in healing ceremonies. People use music in preparation to fight wars and other things, but you find them over and over and over again. There doesn't seem to be any one thing that music is adapted for. It's not as if, say, 100% of societies have lullabies and then some figured out, oh, we can also use them for love songs and healing songs. Pretty much everything that you can think of that music is used for, it's used for pretty much everywhere. Again, making at least me skeptical that there is a single, biological function that music was selected for uh, nonetheless across all of these different genres there is a systematic relationship almost a, a kind of like a grammar almost between the sound of music and what people use it for and if you Ask people who've never heard the music from Cameroon or from uh, Aboriginal Australia, do you think this is a lullaby? Do you think it's a dance song? Do you think it's a fight song? Do you think it's a healing song? People, it turns out, are pretty good, even though they have no familiarity with the musical idiom. They're certainly not perfect, but they're way, way above chance. And if you try to extract what are the acoustic features of a song that make it a good lullaby, or a good love song, or a good dance song. An algorithm can identify those uh, pitches, those rhythms, those acoustic signatures. On top of that, we found that all cultures put words to music, which confirms my suspicion that there's an intimate relationship between music and language. There's no language that only uh, hums or produces music with instruments. And all cultures have a kind of mathematical relationship among the notes and rhythms that defines something in between monotony, that is just a a metronome going over and over again, and chaos. Mathematically, you can identify what kinds of tonal and rhythmic patterns are uh, partway between monotony and chaos, and that's true of all the the world's musical idioms. Those are the things that Uh, make music pleasurable, and indeed they do seem to come out of some features of human nature.